The following podcast is a serialization from a live presentation on the commentary of Imam Nawawi's 40 Hadith by Hafi Sha'ban for the weekly live learning show on Inspire FM. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Qayyum al-Samawati wal-Ardeen, Mudabbir al-Khalaik ajma'in, Ba'ithir Rusul, صلواته وسلامه عليهم أجمعين إلى المكلفين لهدايتهم وبيان شرائع الدين بدلال بدلائل القطعية وواضحات البراحين أحمده على جميع نعمه وأسأله المزيد من فضله وكرمه وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له الواحد القحار الكريم الغفار وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وحبيبه وخليله أفضل المخلوقين المكرم المكرم بالقرآن العزيز المعجزة المستمرة على تعاقب على تعاقب السنين وبالسنن المستنيرة للمسترشدين المخصوص بجوامع الكلم وسماحة الدين صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى سائر النبيين وآل كله وسائر الصالحين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب زني علما اللهم انفعني بما علمني وعلمني ما ينفعني وزدني علما الحمد لله على كل حال وأعوذ بالله من حال أهل النار اللهم إني أعوذ بك من الأربع من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يسمع أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala All praise belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The one who sent his messenger May the peace and blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be upon all of them uh, All of the messengers sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the clear evidences, the clear uh, sharia rules, with the, with the uh, definitive evidences and the open uh, pr- proofs. Uh, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send his salutations upon his uh, messenger and all of those who follow him uh, until yawm al-qiyamah. We also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sincerity in our hearts, in our efforts. Uh, that we are engaged and we are uh, have, holding this conversation today for the uh, for solely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala verily that verily the intentions are but by the action uh, or actions are but by their intentions rather we also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase uh, as in knowledge and uh, all praises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches what will benefit us and to provide us with knowledge that will benefit us and last but not least we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from four matters from a knowledge that is of no benefit from knowledge which is of no benefit from a heart that does not fear his creator and from a soul that is never satisfied and from a supplication that is not responded to by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with those opening words, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to the weekly live learning show with me, Hafi Shaban, every Thursday from 7pm to 8pm. That is the slot that we have on a weekly basis here on Inspire FM for the weekly live learning, a, pro, a show uh, through which we, inshallah ta'ala, try to... Uh, share some uh, some learning, some Islamic culture, some Islamic sciences, uh, both for our listeners to benefit from, and also from the, and also to allow the presenter to also reflect and benefit from uh, these uh, these words. Inshallah, Taala. We have been discussing, and we have been uh, uh, we have been going through Arba'in uh, Anawi Imam Imam Anawi's Arba'in Hadith, and uh, we started off uh, about four weeks ago. We are now on week four, uh, and we're discussing the the first hadith. إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل مريم نوى فمن كانت هجرته إلى الله ورسوله فهجرته إلى الله ورسوله ومن كانت هجرته لدنيا يصيبها أو امرأة ينكيها فهجرته إلى ما هاجر إليه. And what we said is, inshallah, Taala, this is going to be an opportunity for our listeners, for the presenter, for people who are following this uh, this uh, podcast, this show. To a try to put to memory 
these 40 hadith of Arba'in and Nawi's collection. So thereby, you know, becoming a part of those who have uh, who have memorized, who have preserved uh, 40 of the sayings of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And we discussed in the past how that has a special status with regards to the one who has memorized 40 hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So let's try to get that first hadith memorized, inshallah. And then we've started looking at the commentary. Uh, of in terms of what the, the scholars have said with regards to this first hadith and we discussed some of this we started to discuss in the last session and in today's session inshallah ta'ala, we're going to be continuing discussion on innam al-a'malu bin-niyat and what of the scholars said with regards to this hadith and the sharh of this hadith 01582481822 is the number here in the studio 0779481822 if you have any particular questions with regards to this particular hadith then SMS, WhatsApp, or dial in, inshallah ta'ala, and we'll see if we can get your question or your query clarified. But what, what I want to cover today is, you know, right? What is, what, what is, okay, what, what, are the, what is intention, right? What is intention that is being discussed in this hadith? What do we understand? What do we mean by intention, right? We're going to be discussing a, a couple of points that I want to highlight from this hadith. What is intention? Right. So the importance of intention in our actions. Number two, sincerity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. Right. Sincer sincerity or since, you know, ikhlas for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We look at in intention and we look at action and we, we, we ask the question of how and we, we focus on how both the intention and the action have to both be valid for them to be accepted, right? So that's very important uh, distinction that we're going to make. We're going to then look at deeds or actions that necessitate intention for them to be accepted, right? So actions that necessitate an intention for them to accept it. We'll clarify what we mean by that. And then we look at a couple of other things that the scholars have raised in, in, in their conversation on this hadith. Uh, for example, mixing intentions, right? Uh, controlling one's intention. Uh, okay, and then... Actions and knowledge, okay, knowledge as uh, being a precursor, a prerequisite for actions. And then also, you know, trying to strive to purify one's heart uh, because we know our heart is constantly being tarnished and under attack and it needs purification uh, in order to allow that ikhlas, that sincerity and the purity in our intention that we're doing the action or engaging the action for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's a kind of outline when we are going to be discussing this hadith now, hopefully inshallah majority we will cover today and then we will continue in the next week's session inshallah Right, the importance of this hadith, I mean I mentioned previously also, I'm not going to repeat, but it suffices to say that a lot of the scholars, majority of the scholars, when they would start to engage in a discussion, start to, their lecture, they will actually start after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the, uh, the, uh, the praise, the sana, and uh, the, the salawat on the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they would actually, and then the other azkar, they would actually reference this, this hadith and they would mention this hadith, like for example, at the beginning of today's show. And that is the purpose, and that would serve the purpose of self-reflection to say, why am I about to engage in this lecture? Why am I about to deliver this lecture? Why am I about to sit here and converse with you on this particular hadith? What is, what, what is the objective of, of being here? What is the objective of this particular show? Right? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this so that people listen to this and through that I, I gain fame? Or through that I gain a reputation, uh, through that I gain uh, you know recognition in, in my community. Is that the reason why I'm here? You know, discussing this and and sharing this information with you. Am I sharing it to show that I've got knowledge? I have an understanding of a particular text, or am I doing this for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala as as a means of seeking the reward from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and seeking His pleasure? And that is a process by which we all have to purify our actions, right? So it is important and as relevant this hadith. Uh, as as it is for any of the scholars, as it, is, as it is for myself as an individual, as it is for any of the listeners, constantly reminding ourselves, why am I doing this action? What is my intention behind this action? And, and, and trying to engage in a process of purifying those intentions, right? And we're going to be discussing that in a lot of detail. Purifying our intentions so that we're doing this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, we will discuss later, 
it is a total waste, right? So this imp the, the importance of this hadith, and that's why we said previously, if you remember, we quoted so many scholars. They said this hadith is the third of 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 belief, is the third of knowledge. Why did they say that? Is the third of Islam? Why did they say that? They said that exactly for the reason that I've just just mentioned that it underpins everything in life. intention and actions. What is the life of a human being if not you know a series of action, a life full of action? series of actions right whether it's the, the actions to do with the uh, ibadat or whether it's, whether it's actions to do with mu'amalat right so what are, what is the driving factor for our actions whether it's the ibadat or mu'amalat what is it right so that is the significance of this hadith and indeed it is one of the most important hadith and and something which profoundly impacts us all right concerns every one of our actions Right, and it's a very, very, it's a litmus test, right? It's a litmus test for each and every individual to just ponder, reflect, pause for a moment, right? And we're going to discuss this later. This is a conversation and this is a secret. It is a matter of the heart that is between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no third person who's privy to your intention. No third person who's privy to your intention. It is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is between me and Allah subhanahu Why I'm sitting in this chair, why I'm discussing, it is between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one, the production team, the, the management team on Inspire FM, you know, they, they, they may ask me and I may give them a response, I may give them a, a reason why I'm here, why I'm engaging in this show, but real what's in the depths of my heart. And what is the real reason, the source reason that I'm motivated to engage in this particular action? It's only between me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the same for you. The way you behave, the way you give, the charity you give, the Quran that you recite, the, the announcements that are made for person who donates five pounds or fifty pounds or ten pounds. What is the intention driving all of these actions? It is known between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. It is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unless of course you make a third person privy to that information, right? And that is why it is a is a, it is a connection, it is a matter of the heart. It is a matter between a, 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 an, an individual and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it concerns everyone and it concerns all of our actions. And that is why it's so important, right? And it's a it's a basis of, upon which our actions are either accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or they're rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why it is so important. Your actions could be wasted. Imagine Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah. Imagine action upon action upon action in which the intention, the niyyah is polluted, in which the niyyah is not clear, in which there is no niyyah, right? And in which case the niyyah is incorrect, that action could be wasted. All of those actions could be wasted. All of those actions could be wasted. It's a perspective of how we view matters. And also something that you know will stop us from, prevent us from accusing and allegations. You know, how many times do we accuse one another? Or you're arrogant. Or you're, you know, you have a chip on your shoulder. You know, I heard someone, uh, someone use this phrase. I, I hadn't actually quite heard this phrase before. But someone accusing another brother. One brother accuses another brother. You have a chip on your shoulder. Right? Or you're, you're arrogant. Now, who sees the chip on the shoulder? Do you see a chip on the shoulder? Is it something physical? Is it something metaphorical? Is it something spiritual? What is it? So, of course, it's not something physical that exists on the shoulder of a human being, of, 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 of a brother. So, when you're accusing someone of having a chip on his shoulder, you're accusing him of something that you have real no knowledge about. This is between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that individual. Whether that individual is doing it because of arrogance, whether that individual is doing it sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it may be construed, his external actions, his external behavior may be construed in a particular manner. But that's the way you're observing it and that's your observation. But no one gives another, uh, 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 no one has the right to accuse another brother or another sister or another individual to say you have a chip on your shoulder, a chip of arrogance. Right? This is us as individuals transgressing the bounds, right? And accusing one another. And here, understanding this hadith, I think reflecting upon this hadith for myself, 
right? It's a, a, it's a, it's a, it's a measure to ensure that I am I prevent myself from accusing or I try to prevent myself from accusing an allegation of another person. Whether he's doing it, why he's doing it, that is the matter between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the matter between her and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your wife leaves the home without permission. The wife leaves the home and she does whatever she likes, right? You know, the, the, uh, you know, you know, maybe not the best of examples, but you know, these are, you know, some things, so the actions that we leave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of these actions we leave to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and let Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be the judge and let's not be the judge between ourselves and start accusing one another and this is the point here that we're going to learn from this hadith and the commentary on this hadith that you know uh, the intention is something between an individual between an abd and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right it is not something for that me and you are privy to right and neither is it something that we can see in the depths of the heart of an individual and therefore accuse him of something right may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tolerance of one another and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to be a tolerant of one another Right, so let's start off with what is intention, right? And this this may sound like an, uh, such an obvious question. What is intention, right? Now the scholars they looked at this very quickly and they, they discussed, you know, what is what is the meaning of intention and Noah, right? And some people said that some of the scholars said this is from the the the, the that it comes from the word an an Noah. Noah, right? Which of 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 course we we translate as to intend something, right? But the also a Noah has a meaning which means uh, means distance, distance. And I want you to think about this distance, as if the intention for something implies seeking something, trying to achieve something, perhaps at a distance, right? With purpose and resolve that one cannot achieve by his limbs and apparent actions due to his distance from him and hence this intention becomes by the becomes the means by which he tries to achieve it i mean that's an interesting definition that some of the scholars gave al suti for example he said intention it describes the the driving force in the heart now a misnomer is the intention is what my lips utter that is not necessarily the case and that is not the case in fact the intention is not something that necessarily we utter from our lips Right, someone says to me, uh, Achi, when are you gonna when are you gonna do X, Y, and Z? When are you gonna give me this? When are you gonna give me that? And I say tomorrow or come back tomorrow. Bukra, bukra, bada bukra. Now I know when I'm saying tomorrow, I don't really mean I'm gonna give it to him tomorrow, right? So we utter a lot of words from our mouths, me included, right? But what our hearts conceal is something else. And the 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 case of intention, the case of niya is connected with the heart. So Asuyuti, he said, intention describes the driving force in the heart. The driving force in the heart towards what the person sees to be in conformity with what he wants, etc. And then he continues, right? That, that, that's Asuyuti's definition. We're going to go on to Al-Ghazali's definition on intention, right? Uh, but but other scholars, for example, Ibn Masood, for example, Ibn Masood, he once said, uh, someone says that it means seriousness in one's seeking. Seriousness, having seriousness. See, again, the issue of lip service is not necessarily true because we say a lot of things, you know, verbally, but do we really mean it in our hearts since in intention is something which one seriously has in his heart. It, is, it means seriousness in one's seeking. Right, seriousness in one's seeking. Right, so this is this is important for us to uh, reflect upon. And what did what did Ghazali say? So let me just quickly, uh, for the sake of completeness, uh, completeness, just uh, talk about uh, Imam Ghazali. Imam Ghazali he mentioned the intention is completely different. The intention is the thing that drives the person and makes him seek some goal that is either to appear at the present time or in the future. Again, something that. The, the, something that drives the person and makes him seek some goal. So you can see it is something sincere, it is something serious, it is something that is, uh, you know, in the heart and, and the person is driven by it. That is the intention. It is not just a mere, inshallah, bukra, ba'da bukra, 
all right lip service no is something which is more a lot more concrete and that's why people uh, scholars said seriousness seeking something resolve in the heart seriousness in in one's uh, associated driving force in the heart resolve in the heart to do something and of course in the english very easy and clearly we say to endeavor to seek to aim to intend etc etc and the scholars also mentioned the shara'i meaning in this case is the same as the linguistic meaning however the 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 the, the jurors reference the intention uh, in in the, in the heart that must accompany and precede an act of worship so before you're about to engage in ibadah the intention must be in one's heart right so that's with regards to what is intention and i hope that inshallah is something that is made clear last week i also discussed this that the place of intention the intention again remember we talked about is it something that you verbally say is it something that is spoken oh Allah, i'm about to make an intention i'm about to go have a bath and i'm about to make a whistle i'm about to make a whistle for x one right so do you verbally say that you don't say, verbally say that and you don't need to verbally say that because the fact that you're grabbing your towel and the fact that you're heading towards the the shower it's the, the the intention is already in your heart right that you're about to go take a, a shower but we'll discuss this later but the intention needs to be clear in terms of why you're about to have a shower this this is important we'll come on to that right so you need to have an in, a clear intention in the, the intention needs to be in your heart but it needs to be clear why are you about to have a shower? You're having a shower because of ghusl, because you're in state of Janabah, because it's Jumu'ah, because you're just trying to cool down, because you just face, you're just in a mess and you need to freshen up, etc, etc. What is the intention? And that is very important. But according to a lot of the scholars, they say, including Ibn Taymiyyah, he says the scholars agree that the place of the intention is the heart or the conscience a conscious and it is not the tongue right and that is the point here when we're praying we're about to pray the the intention for prayer is in the heart right you know i i know at least in the asian subcontinent culture you know we, we stand there and we start making the intention it's a verbal intention we're making right it's quite a lengthy process right that we're taught as children that we need to make this intention right but subhanallah really the intention is the intention of the heart right that when you're standing up or you're heading towards the prayer i'm heading towards the masjid because it's zuhr time the intention's already in my heart i go inside the masjid i pray two rakats i pray four rakats i pray four rakats for that is when you need to make the intention again the intention in the heart am i praying two rakats tahiyatul masjid am i praying two sunnah uh, you know two rakats sunnah muakida ghair muakida am i praying i'm about to pray two 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 rakats for fard etc etc you would make that intention right and that's what the intention is that we're referencing here the intention is not one that is made by the tongue even though there are some opinions out there that where people are making that intention by the tongue but according to other scholars this is something which is new all right so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of other things that are discussed with regards to intentions it's worth mentioning just to uh just for the for the sake of clarity because subhanallah like i said the value and the importance of niya uh, intention is is profound impacts all of us impacts our actions impacts our lives impacts the way we we we, we uh, approach you know actions in our ibadat in our muamalat in our you know uh, other, other actions and that's why you know i'm delving in this in into this in in the subject matter in this detail and subhanallah intentions as we know they go far beyond the action subhanallah you could intend something sincerely intending you know wallahi you know i've really been moved by the experiences of hajj of so many hajis this year inshallah if allah wills i will go on perform hajj next year and you've really profoundly convinced yourself i will make hajj next year and you've made the intention but you die you've made an intention to do a noble deed but you die before you're able to perform the action that is why intention is so important what is the case of such an individual rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam told us Allah azza wa jal qad uh, this example of of a person who was preparing to go out in one of the battles with the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, passed away before 
right, passed away before. And his, do- and his daughter commented, I wish you had died a martyr for you had prepared for it. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَزَّ وَجَلْ قَدْ أَوْقَعَ أَجْرُهُ أَجْرَهُ عَلَيْهِ عَلَىٰ قَدْرِنِيَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already given his reward for him according to the extent of his intention. And then in another hadith, Inna aqwaman bilmadinati khalfana ma salakna shi'ban wala wadiyan illa wa hum ma'na fihi hasbuhum al-uzr. In Medina, there are people who were left behind on one of the, the, the engagements. We do not pass through any ravine or, or valley except that they are with us in reward. They have been kept away due to valid excuses and that goes to show the importance of inniya making the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards based upon the ikhlas the sincerity the profoundness of that intention and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to purify our intentions we will come back from the commercial break in a couple of minutes and we will continue with intention and the different aspects that we need to consider with regards to our intention just to give us that profound understanding clarity of understanding about intentions and our in, and, and our actions inshallah ta'ala. Uh, this is me you're with me Hafiz Shaban on the weekly live learning show every Thursday from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. only here in on Inspire FM 105.1 FM inshallah ta'ala. we are about to go into a commercial break we'll be back in a, in a couple of minutes until then don't go away assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Alhamdulillah, salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to uh, the weekly live learning show with me, Hafiz Shaban, every Thursday from 7pm to 8pm. Uh, broadcasting live from Luton, uh, from the studios of Inspire FM, 105.1 FM, 01582, uh, 4818720777794818 is the number here in the studio. And we are, of course, going through the sharh of the hadith al-awwal uh, of Arba'in an-Nawi, innam al-a'mal bin niyat. And in the first half of the show, we, I started the conversation in terms of the importance of this hadith. Uh, in, we, we've uh, summarizing that because we've discussed the importance of this hadith previously and what the scholars have said and we've started to delve into you know intention what is the definition of intention and what is intention how did the scholars look at the definition of intention uh, and we'll continue with uh, our conversation in terms of uh, intention uh, shortly and then we will continue inshallah in terms of sincerity niya and ikhlas niya intention and sincerity very very important for, for our actions right just to help us cleanse our hearts and our minds and our approach to our actions but anyway intentions all right so another an, another common uh, thing that we we see uh, in, in fact, just before we go into that, wh- why don't we discuss uh, the actions that necessitate intention, right? And actions that are not accepted without an intention. And this is very important. The scholars, in fact, they say any deeds performed uh, with the sole intention of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as long as they're in the compliance with the sharia, is an act of worship and ibadah and, and reward- rewardable, right? But they say at the same time, though, there are some deeds that must be accompanied by an intention they must be accompanied by with an intention for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept them right so some deeds and this is very important for us to listen to and pay note right so you go and you eat from the halal you wear from the halal you lower your gaze you know you eat uh, certain things you know as long as your intention is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's in compliance with the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know those acts can be you know uh, acts that are mubah they could be acts which are acts of of ibadah or worship and they could be even rewardable right but there are some actions right some tasks which must be which are necessary for an intention right okay and what what does that mean right so and these actions for example they include and and this is according to the majority of the opinions for example include ablution ghusl tayammum salah zakah fast hajj and you can see a lot of the ibadat all the acts and other acts of worship ibadat 
right? These are acts of ibadah that necessitate an intention. And an intention we said is something that's in our heart, in the depths of our heart, right? It's something that I'm intending on doing. Why am I intending on doing that? And this is very, very important because what distinguishes, right? You having a shower because you've just come back from a football game, right? And you having a shower because you're in the state of Okay, I'm not going to say you're in the state of Geneva and you went to play football, right? Bad example, but uh, okay. What what necessitate? What what differentiates between someone having you know a, a shower because you know it's just very hot outside, right? It's very hot outside, so I'm having a shower versus someone who's having a shower because it's Jumaa, it's Friday, it's Jumaa, and the intention of you know following the Sunnah versus someone who's about to have a shower, right? Uh, because you know he wants to you know do ghusl, right? Maybe he needs to do a versus someone who needs to do you know for example make a wudu for, for salah you someone goes and, and gives charity all right you go and give a hundred pounds 50 pounds is that 50 pounds sadaqah is that 50 pounds zakah is that fitrana what is it right so you just can't go give 50 pounds and then later say that was sadaqah no 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 no. i'm going to retract that that was zakah you, you can't do that right so you have to make the intention what is that 50 pounds for why are you giving that 50 pounds right you know and 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 likewise itikaf you could be go saying uh, you know likewise fasting for example very uh, you know clear examples uh fasting you know sometimes subhanallah with with some of our you know uh routines and some of our work you know commitments you know, we can almost go from morning to evening, you know, because of some of the pressures of work without eating. Without eating. And you know what? You, you think, subhanAllah, you know, I haven't eaten. It's already 3 o'clock and Maghrib's at 4 o'clock. I might as well just not eat another hour and just fast and then I get a reward for a fast. No, it can't happen. Because it's already 3 o'clock and you never made the intention for the fast in the morning before Fajr. The intention for fast is before. You can't go midday and, and, and notice that you haven't eaten half a day. So there's no point eating now for the rest of the half day. You might as well fast. You can't do that because you should have made the intention for the fast at the uh, you know pre-dawn. Right, so that is the point. You have to make the intention, and then what is the intention for? Are you fasting for an obligatory fast? Are you, what are you fasting? So these actions all require or all necessitate, right? Intention, and that is very, very clear because you know what? There, there is confusion. You can sometimes just go jump in the shower and come out the shower, and you haven't made an intention. And it's the intention that's going to drive the value, okay, and, and drive the reward with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise, you've just gone and had a shower and that shower could have been for any one reason, right? Again, it's, it's something for us to, you know, and again, the, the point here is not that you, you, before entering the bathroom, you say, I am going to have a shower and I intend to, it's, it's what's in the heart. Why are you going there? What is the purpose? What is driving you? What is necessitating? You know, I just like to have two showers a day. Right, one in the morning, one in the evening. So, uh, just to f keep keep fresh, just just to stay fresh, just to stay alert, stay awake. As opposed, and you know, my, that cu that customary habit or that daily habit might extend into Friday, and I go and have a shower just because I'm in that habit, but I haven't made the intention for it. For, you know, for having a shower because it's Friday, and for the for the for the the sunnah of showering on a Friday, etc. And therefore, you wouldn't necessarily achieve that that reward so that that's very important that we understand that and our actions and these actions of ibadat you know are accompanied with an intention with accompanied with an intention in our hearts inshallah so if you've got any questions or clarifications on that oh no five eight two four eight one eight double two i'll see if i can clarify some of those points or zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two sms whatsapp your scenario and we're good to take it inshallah and, and discuss it of course, uh, very quickly, a couple of other points that you want to probably consider. If you if you consider the hadith, remember the hadith continues. فَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَحِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ حِجْرَتُهُ لِلْدُنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا أَوْمِرَأَةٍ يَتَزَوَّجُهَا يَنْكِهُهَا فَحِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَهَاجِرَ إِلَيْهِ Again, it shows another important point that you know two people are making the same action. They're doing the same action. Two people are migrating from Mecca to Medina, or they are migrating, and their intentions can be different. 
Two people are praying, their intentions can be different. One can be a munafiq, one can be a spy, one can be an under, you know, a mukhabarat, one can be, a, you know, working for the MI5 or, or some other, you know, you know, as we see these things, all of these things happening, we see people who just pretend to be from the faith, right? Coming into the masjid, praying. So outwardly, we judge people outwardly. Outwardly, that person would appear and be living amongst the community and appear to be a Muslim. But he's just doing it for the sake of it, to gather information, gather intelligence. And another is doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One would be rewarded and for the other there is punishment. There is punishment because he's a munafiq, he's a, uh, or he's a, you know, you know, you know, he's a, he's a kafir, or he's a munafiq, and he's not doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa taala, etc. So here again, the hijrah is who does it for the sake of Allah and His Messenger, then his reward is for with Allah and His Messenger. Someone who does it for the sake of the dunya, then he's achieved what he intended to achieve, or potentially he achieves what he intends to achieve. So the scholars elaborated on in that particular point. Now another in interesting point, this is a really interesting point, right? Uh, and sometimes when you hear it, it might, you know, it might raise some questions, which is actually having multiple objectives with an intention. And you may think that, okay, hang on, it's becoming a bit confusing. But potentially it can be, but potentially not necessarily, right? One goes to the masjid, one goes to the masjid to pray his salah. Right? Why do you go to the masjid to pray salah? Right? Now some people I know they like to go to the masjid because they meet with other brothers. They like to go to the masjid because the masjid is a place of tranquility. It's away from all of the you know the 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 the, the, the ongoings and the and the shazams of, of the home or, or the dunya and you're away from all of that for a while. Right, one goes to go and meet with the community, strengthen the ties of brotherhood, meet with the brothers. You know, he feels that his level of khushu in the masajid is, is is greater than when he prays at home. He's also going to, because of the reward in the in, in the masjid is greater than praying in in in, in the home, etc. etc. So there could be multiple reasons for him going, and inshallah ta'ala, you don't make that intention all the time, but. That is the reason why you're going to the masjid, right? That's in your heart, right? So those of us that go, and, and why do we go to different masjids, right? For example, you know, I'm in a habit that I, I will go to different masjids. Why are you going to different masjids for? There's an intention, there's a reason why you frequent different masjids. In one masjid, I, you know, I may go for salah because it's audible, audible, you know, a recitation of the Quran. And this particular sheikh, his recital is beautiful and it gives... You know, you extra khushu, it gives you focus, it gives you, you know, gratification in your salah, extra gratification. You go to that masjid, you go to a different masjid for a different reason. So all of these, you could have multiple reasons. Someone comes into the masjid, he prays two rakats, but he makes the niyyah for two rakats of tahiyyatul masjid. He makes an intention also, he doesn't have the time that these two rakats also for the, the sunnah of, of, the, of, the, of the salah. Multiple rewards for the same two rakats. Right, and this is the point here is that it is, uh, and something that we're going to be discussing. Subhanallah, sometimes we're not necessarily programmed to think in that particular way, but Allahu Akbar, there isn't you know, you're doing the same actions, but you're thinking of you know, the wider context, and there is greater reward to be achieved from the same action, right? And that was my point earlier, subhanAllah, because it is really fascinating, really interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's a review of the way we approach our actions, the way we approach our ibadat. It's a cleansing process, it's a review process, it's a thought process. And we're trying to apply more thoughts in our actions, before our actions, to gain, to gain a, 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 a greater outcome. Right? It's exactly like you know you, you do your investments, right? You look at your figures, you look at your your figures, your facts, you look at where which investments are making greater return on investment dividends, which are you know giving you lesser, and then you try to you know adjust your your, your investment patterns to recuperate the, the highest outcome, uh, you know, maximum output. And it's the same thing with our intention, with our actions, with our intentions, understanding that process and uh, so that we can then purify. Achieve greater, you know, reward with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and through that, gain closeness to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Let us move on to the next part, right? Which is a. Uh, in, in fact, when we were talking about mixing intention with multiple objectives, okay, there, there's another question mark which comes up, which is about mixing intentions. But let's go to the next subject of sincerity and we'll cover it in, in there. And I want to try to cover this before the end of the show. Now, sincerity 
is 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 a paramount right and a very very integral component of intention right so we've started to discuss this hadith we're discussing intention we're discussing in al amal binniyat is where our focus is at the moment and we come to this subject of sincerity ikhlas for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is a very very important matter and i first and foremost warn myself i warn myself right because i can find myself in this trap and i have found and i will tell you i have found myself in this trap so many times when i have started an action i am a midway through an action and you know some a change of circumstance a change of uh, you know environment and and and, and suddenly a, a thought creeps into my heart into my mind shaitan puts it in a whisper into your heart and suddenly you find that thought that intention being corrupted corrupted even though you may have started off sincerely for the sake of Allah, what does one do? What does the scholar say with regards to that? It is very, very important that we understand that. Are we spoiling our actions? Are we wasting our actions? How do we rectify, remedy that, right? So that's the point here. Uh, and I also, you know, you know, reprimand myself and, and I, I, help my, I hold myself accountable first and foremost. And then I remind my, my listeners, Wallahi, you know, today I, I see and we see in, in massages, you know, and a lot of us, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I found... I find I find this very very troubling but yeah you know a lot of us remain silent and we're almost you know just bystanders you know observing week in and week out all of these announcements you know Molana this or Jodri this or Haji this or you know Raja this you know he gave five pounds he gave two pounds he gave three pounds he gave ten pounds and subhanallah you know some of these announcements and some massages you may think I'm exaggerating and, and, and being ridiculous but they're almost as long as the khutbah they're almost as long as the khutbah, and you know what you, ha and it's become a custom, it's become a tradition, it's become a, 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 a you know, a vying competition, and you know, you may argue that we need, we've got a project going, we need to raise funds, X, Y, and Z, but it's now become systematic, it's become genetic, it's become, a, a, you know, a part of the DNA of the massages and the massages institutions and the committees, that they just can't exist without these announcements. Right? There was a time and a place for it. I can understand that. There are circumstances. There's a circumstance at the time of the Prophet when he fundraised publicly and publicly people were, were committing. But that wasn't the norm. Today our massages have become, this has become the norm. They're no longer in need of the funds. I mean, a lot of these massages have huge balance sheets, uh, P&Ls, right? It's a P&L, operationally P&L, making huge profits, right? And we're still making these announcements. What is the motivating factor for these announcements? What are we breeding? What kind of culture are we breeding? These are question marks I'm asking. It's not a case of, you know, pointing fingers. It's not a case of, you know, accusation. It's not a case of allegation. It's a case of raising a question and asking a question that our actions are purely supposed to be done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sincerely for the sake of Allah. Allah loves the hand, the giving hand, uh, the right hand. And the left hand doesn't even know that we're giving. That is the action Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for us. Today, the genetic uh, DNA model for giving has been that it must be announced. If it's not announced, sorry bro, I'm not giving anything the next week. That is not the... We need to ask ourselves the question. Is, it, is there Riyah here? And remember, I said right at the onset, the intention is something between the one who's giving and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not, I'm not questioning an individual. I'm, cons I'm questioning the general practice. What is the trend? What direction are we going into? Is this something that needs to be questioned? Something that needs to be you know, brought into uh, a measurement? Something that needs to be you know, brought into a control? Advertising. We don't advertise, we don't advertise, you know, the, the, the giving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, unless as an exception, when it's absolutely necessary. So this is just my general nasiha and advice, especially when discussing this particular subject matter, because wallahi, our actions are prone to corruption, are prone to being spoiled. And I do not want as an individual, and I do not want for my Muslim brother, that we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our actions are become corrupted because our our intentions were were corrupted. Uh, our intentions were corrupted. And I, and I tell you, I as an individual are prone, are very vulnerable to this. And I know my fellow brothers, Muslim brothers and sisters are also equally as vulnerable as any other individual, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the scholar is very clear, Allah only accepts the deeds that are done sincerely for Him. 
Allah will only accept it if it's done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And doing something for the sake of Allah is not you saying it. It is not you just saying it. It is what is in your heart. And in accordance with the Sharia, right? Two rules have to be met. It has to be done for the sake of Allah and it has to be in compliance with the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can't do, I'm just doing it, say, I'm giving this, uh, this sister sincere advice for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and therefore I'm, I'm uh, you know, socializing with her, I'm interacting with her, I'm spending time with her and, you know, she's become a fascination for me and, uh, you know, but what, you know, my intention is clear. The actions also have to be in conformity with the Sharia rules. And this is where I find myself as an individual caught on many times. Is the action in line with the Sharia as well as the intention, right? So this is very, very important for us to remember that Allah accepts the deeds which are done solely for Allah's sake and are done in compliance with the Sharia rules. Anything. Okay, here it should also be realized that any deed that is not done for the sake of Allah will not be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a deed is done with sincere intention of pleasing Allah, then it is something that is rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Look what one of the scholars says. The act could be, uh, uh, in fact, let's, let's just mention this. The act could be related to an act of worship, business transaction, treatment with friends or neighbors and so forth. What is the reason? What is the intention? And is it in, in the compliance of Sharia? Compliance of Sharia, festivity coming up, Christmas coming. Are we allowed to celebrate Christmas? Or my intention is good. My intention is to build a neighborly, you know, relationship with my neighbor. He's a non-Muslim. I'm gonna go and celebrate Christmas. I'm gonna go to the church with him. No, because that's not in line with the Sharia rules. You gotta understand what are the Sharia rules and how do I keep cordial relationship? There's a way of keeping cordial relationship. It doesn't mean you have to go to the church and worship, etc., etc., etc. We need to understand these, right? Uh, Ibn Ajlans uh, uh, he. He, he mentions and I quote a deed is not useful an action is not useful unless it is accompanied by three things uh, three things awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala good intention and the correctness of the deed a correctness of the deed so we got the two things again which is the correct intention uh, the deed has to be good and uh, the, the third that uh, the, the, the scholar raises is the awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So this is with regards to the sincerity uh, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of our actions. Now remember when I said to you about mixing intentions, right? So now what about the someone who is doing something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and is also doing it to show? What about someone who was in the beginning reciting Quran for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this you know is a very classic you know and people walking and people see the person reciting and suddenly the intention comes in the, or the thought occurs in the heart because normally it's the heart it is where that it creeps into the heart that shaitan puts the thought oh look the people are listening now extend and prolong your recitation and make it more beautiful, beautiful because people are listening. People are listening, right? So are you doing it now for the sake of Allah? Are you doing it for the sake of Allah? Are you doing it for the sake of show, right? So then what happens in these circumstances and how do we remedy that? Now I fear that I'm going to be running out of time very quickly. But let me see if I can at least begin to take this subject matter. And then we can continue this next week inshallah ta'ala. So scholars have said various things, right? There's a, in, in Sahih Muslim, there's a hadith recorded from Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala and who says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, ana, uh, ana, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, so this is a hadith, uh, ana aghne, uh, ana aghna ash-shuraka anishirk min, uh, man amila amalan ash-shuraka fihi ma'ya ghayri taraktuhu wa shirka. I am I am so self-sufficient, right? I I I am you know self-sufficient, and I am in no need of having any associate, any shirk. Okay, and thus he man amila amalan ashraka fihi, and therefore he who does an action for someone else's sake, ma'ya ghairi. Okay, uh, okay, or for someone else's sake as well as mine, taraktuhu will have that. Action renounced by me, taraktuhu, wa shirkahu, and will have that action renounced by me to him who he associated with me. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this hadith could see whoever Allah says Allah is not in no need of any associate. Now, this is very important when we, when we for us to reflect upon when we think about that, we think Allah is in no need of a partner, right? So, therefore, we only worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're not associating any partner with Allah, right? 
but that is a very late, you know basic understanding of of shirk here allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lesser degree of shirk here is that if you only worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why should you do an action for anyone other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right why would you do an action for anyone other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is allah who's your creator allah is the one that you worship Therefore, your action has to be solely dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's dedicated to Allah. Your actions are dedicated to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're not doing them for the sake of people. You're not doing them for the sake of fame. You're not doing them for the sake of praise. You're not doing them for the sake of any other material gain. You're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects such an action. And that is why I was saying earlier that we need to be so, so careful. Sincerity, ikhlas, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It means, right, that I'm doing it for the sake of Allah. It is better that people don't know about this. Why? Because then it helps me to keep my intention pure and clean. Because people will hear about it, people praise, oh, Raja Sahib gave this, Jyoti Sahib did this, you know, you're announcing it, you're, you're, you're exposing yourself, making yourself vulnerable to polluting your intention, polluting your sincerity, polluting the, 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 from the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, you know, what people say, oh, Raja Sahib did Tasiji, Raja Sahib, Chaudhary Sahib, and, and that therefore corrupts that action, right? But you know, there's other intentions uh, that that could be mixed intentions. Again, someone goes out for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and also you know he's going out for the sake of uh, you know gaining the booty. And uh, scholars have, have discussed some of these examples where both things are halal. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has Allah made booty halal and also made the jihad halal. In in some cases, you know the, uh, you know uh, some of the scholars have said you know this is this is something you know as long as his principal intention it was for the sake of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know you, you know I, I another example came to my mind but it's better if I don't share it uh, alive on air today but maybe next week inshallah ta'ala uh, once I've clarified that particular example that was coming to my mind but also you know for for example you know you start off by re when, you, when you're reciting Quran you're reciting tahajjud you're reciting Quran and you're doing it in your isolation and then suddenly your wife comes in your children come in suddenly your uncle comes in your mom comes in and you know you don't want to necessarily be reciting it or prolonging it just for the sake of others right and you want to do it for the silly for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as i feared unfortunately i've come out i've come to the end of the show so i think what we will do is we'll stop here and we'll continue in terms of mixing our intentions okay uh and, and mixing our intentions for uh, for anything other than the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let's clarify this next week any questions 0158248182077948182 i can appreciate that is not as it, it, it can be you know questions can raise in our minds and scenarios you know i'm happy to hear your scenarios uh, let's review those scenarios let's put them to some of the scholars uh, let's put them to the text and, and let's see if we can get that clarified Zero triple seven nine four eight one eight double two. you are with me hafi shaban on the weekly live learning show every thursday from 7 p.m to 8 p.m until next week when we'll continue this conversation assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh thank you for listening to our podcast we stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.